0: If you know anything about me at all, you know I love the movies. For me, there is no better way to spend an evening than in a really, really nice theater with some really nice seats, a huge screen, and an awesome sound system. Love going to the movies. In fact, I want to show you a scene from one of my favorite movies. Have you seen this? Look at this scene. (sighs) Did that get you like it got me? Actually, what you saw was one second of a movie. That's all. Did you know there are 24 frames for every second of a movie? Now, as you can just saw, as you just saw, as you know, that you really don't know much from one frame of the movie. If you want to know what that frame meant, then what you have to understand is what the whole movie is about. That frame only makes sense in the context of the whole movie. You and I make a mistake when we focus on one frame. We get obsessed about what's happening today in this moment, what happened yesterday, what happens tomorrow. We forget that there is this huge God story that's been going on since before time and will end when Christ returns. You and I, like Cleopas and his friend, we're focusing on one frame and we're missing the whole movie. That's what Jesus tells these two on the road to Emmaus. You'll find it in chapter 24 of the Gospel of Luke. We're going to read part of this story. Now that same day, two of them were walking on their way to a village called Emmaus, which is about seven miles from Jerusalem. And together they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus came near and began to walk along with them. What is this dispute you're having? He asked them. And he stopped walking. And they looked discouraged. The one named Cleopas, he answered Jesus, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened in these days? What things, Jesus asked. So Cleopas and his friends said to Jesus, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one about to redeem Israel. Besides all of this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported all that they had seen, a vision of the angels who said that Jesus was alive. Now, some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but didn't see him. No one seen him. And Jesus said to them, how foolish are you? How slow you are to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself and all of the scriptures. He interpreted for them everything concerning himself and all of the scriptures. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it believe it, and live. Let's pray together. Like Cleophas and his friends, dear Lord, we are walking a hard road. We are consumed in what's happening in our world. We are caught off guard by gossip and rumors. We don't know what to believe. We don't know how to understand it. So like those two, would you come, walk with us, help us understand not what's going on in the world, but what's going on with you. And we pray this in your name. I've told you before, there are some times when I read the Bible that I laugh so hard that I almost fall off my chair. This is one of those times. Now get the story. You've got Cleopas and his friends. They are walking from Jerusalem, uh, a seven mile hike to a little town called Emmaus. And they're talking about Jesus. They're talking about who he was, what he said. Do you remember? This is what grieving people do. They tell stories. Their stories began to lead to what they thought about the current political situation and how their leaders had betrayed Jesus and turned him over to the Romans. They're beginning to argue about what it meant. We thought he was going to be the one to save us. We thought, we had hoped. It's one of the saddest sentences in all of the Bible. We had hoped that he would be the one. Now we're not hoping anymore. They are so intent and they're arguing with each other. They're talking, they're arguing, they're making points, they're gesturing. Jesus walks up to them. Now, it wasn't unusual if you were traveling in those days to seek to travel in the group. It was safer. So if you were going from one city to another and somebody else was walking that way, they would walk with you. So it wasn't unusual that a stranger would join your company. Now, this is where it gets funny. Jesus asked what they're talking about. And Cleopas and his friend are exasperated that Jesus would even ask that question. What do you mean, what things? So now get this, they start telling Jesus everything that happened to Jesus. They start talking to Jesus about how he was betrayed, about how his leaders turned him over to the Romans, about how he was crucified. They start talking to Jesus about what a powerful man he was in preaching and all the miracles he did. They start telling the story of Jesus To Jesus, this is what's happened. Are you the only one who doesn't know? He's the only one who really knew. Not only did he hear about it, he was the one who lived it. And Cleopas and his friend, experts that they are, are telling Jesus all about it. Finally, Jesus stops them. This was an unusual response for Jesus. You see him respond this way several times to the disciples. After he teaches, after he says something, after he does something, the disciples will miss the moment. They'll miss the the, the meaning. They won't know how to respond. And Jesus will say something, how long will you be this slow to believe? How long will you be this thick headed? How foolish you are. Now, the word fool in the Bible is not slang, okay? Uh, You and I use it for people who aren't real smart or if one of our friends makes a dumb decision or makes a dumb statement, we'll call him a fool and laugh at him. But in the Bible, a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool The foolish is the one who can't see what God's doing in the moment. How long will you be this foolish? How long will you not be able to see what God is doing right in front of you? And then Jesus began to preach. Not only did he begin to preach, but he preached the entire Bible. Have you ever been in one of those small country churches where the preacher stands up, Pulls out his handkerchief, and you know you're going to be there a while. Opens his Bible, clears his throat, wipes his forehead, and starts with Genesis and goes all the way to Revelation. You ever had one of those sermons? That's what Jesus did. Started with Genesis. Don't you know? Don't you know what God said to Adam? Don't you know? How when the serpent tricked Eve and Adam, how he promised the serpent that, yeah, you will snap at his heel, but he will crush your head. Don't you understand that that was one of the first promises that God was already working a plan of salvation that would end with Jesus on the cross, that would begin in a new way in the resurrection. This great story of God, first frame, is in Genesis Don't you remember how God promised Abraham, I'm going to make a new people out of you, a new nation, and there'll be more more numerous than the sands of the sea. Don't you remember how he told Abraham that? Through your descendants, when Abraham and Sarah had no children at all. Don't you remember how God was working? How he told David, there'll never be an end to your throne. Now, he told Isaiah that it would please the Father to pour all of the iniquities on this Messiah, how he would bear all of our iniquities and it would be by his stripes that we would be healed. Don't you know that? No. No. No, we don't because Cleopas and his friend, like you and me, they were focused on that one frame, that one moon, one part of the movie. This is what's going on right now. This is what's happened in the last three days. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're thinking about. And we're all in this one frame. And because Cleopas and his friend were looking at one frame, they never saw the whole movie never saw this great work of salvation that God has put in place from the beginning of time and will end when Christ triumphantly returns. Don't you know? And the answer for most of us is no, we don't. We spend too much time on social media. We gossip about the latest Event, hey, Mike, did you know? Hey, Mike, have you heard? And most of what we talk about is irrelevant, meaningless to this great story of God. Don't you know? Haven't you read? Haven't you seen? Haven't you heard? Listen, the reason we study this old book is because it's the same God in it. The same God who dealt with Abraham, the same God who dealt with David, is the same God who walked with Cleopas and his friend, and it's the same God that now walks with you. It's the same God. If you want to understand how God is going to act now, how God will act in the future, then understand how God has worked in the past. If you want to know what he will say now, understand what he said then. This same God who ordered the affairs of the world then orders the affairs of the world now. He tells the prophets, the pagan kings around you work for me. They go where I tell them to go. They do what I tell them to do. And if they come and attack Jerusalem and inflict punishment they're there because I have told them to execute my judgment on my people. They work for me, same God. That's why we read this Bible. That's why we study this old book because it's the same God who worked in Genesis, who works in the Psalms, who works in Isaiah and Jeremiah and Acts, 1st and 2nd John. First and Second Peter, and the book of Revelation, same, same Jesus. This great God story of salvation, of hope, and redemption, and you and I are looking at one little bitty frame. And the heartbreak of that is not that you'll miss the whole movie, is that you'll miss that Jesus, this same Jesus that walked with Cleopas and his friend is now walking with you. You didn't invite him. You didn't call him. He found you. To walk with you, to help you understand who he is, what he can do, broken and confused and lost people like Cleopas and like you and like me if we'll just step back from the frame that we're in and catch hold of all that God is doing. What a fantastic story of creation and redemption and joy and celebration and worship that ends with hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to miss it because you were focused on this one frame and missed the whole movie, missed the whole story, never saw the whole movie. More than anything, I want you to be able to know for yourself that on this day, That same Jesus who walked up to Cleopas and his friend has now walked up to you. He wants to tell you about a story that's been written before time. He wants to show you a movie that's been playing since creation. And he wants you to be part of it if you'll just look up from your little frame and see all that God is doing. Let's pray together. The amazing thing about this story is that Cleopas and his friend finally realized who you are. We pray now that we'll know too. We pray this in your name. Amen.